What is up? I am Miguel Antonio, and this is the Live and Create podcast. It's where I interview artists and entrepreneurs about what it means to live a great life and create great things. On today's episode, we have Kat V. King. Kat King is a musician. She's a songwriter. She's a band leader and a videographer, and she's got a lot to, to offer in the world of marketing as well. So make sure you're following her online, following the links, and learning from what her and her band are doing. And her band just released their latest track called Don't Want to Lose. Make sure you guys check it out on Spotify. In this episode, she tells her story of growing as a creative and reveals that leading a band was, was meant to be right from the start. She also unpacks her creative process and gives some great advice for new artists who are struggling to make ends meet. It's a great episode. Enjoy. The Live and Create Podcast. I, I reached out to Daniel, actually. I was telling him I was going to interview you. And uh, and I was, he, he had told me one thing he loved about working with you is that that you love these like experimenting with weird creative ideas and uh oh. what was cool is him saying that and then you know i've been following you for a while and then going through all your social media you you just have this this ability to to take left turns it seems like uh creatively visually musically uh and i was just curious that like it's almost like this powerhouse of creativity so i was, I was wondering where that comes from was that something like as a little girl you were you know making videos you know with all of your <laughs> friends or did it come later in life for you that's a good question. Um, I was, I definitely was like always creating um, plots and I, we had little uh, video cameras growing up. So my friends would come over and I'd be like, I have this movie idea. Let's film it on the fly. And we would literally like write, <laughs> <laughs> write scripts on the go. That's um, awesome. And yeah. Uh, so I was doing that when I was younger and it's funny cause I never, Basically, when I went to college, I had no idea what I wanted to major in um, and like didn't I was just trying everything out for my first year and then sophomore year, I was just literally like scanning through lists of majors. I'm like, what sounds interesting? I don't you're like, damn it, I gotta figure something out right I know it's like I am it's crunch time. I'm supposed to figure out what I'm gonna do with my life sophomore year of college um, <laughs> But I saw video production and it, I just like remembered out of nowhere that I used to do videos with my friends like that. I was like, actually, I am interested in that. I've just like never explored it. So I guess I'm going to choose this. That's and awesome. So that's where like video kind of came in. And then like doing that as, you know, a source of income has definitely, is definitely helpful when it comes to my own content because I can do a lot of it or I you know get ideas when I'm having to learn my own learn stuff for other projects it's like oh, I could do this thing for this video or I don't know right. I my brain's always always running with ideas and sometimes I act on them and it works out <laughs> <laughs> now where did the the music piece start for you oh the music yes so my mom uh, was a performing musician when she was younger um definitely more in like the christian scene so she had a christian rock band with two of her siblings anyway uh growing up she like i see a trend happening music oh, yes. with siblings but we'll, we'll get to that later <laughs> <laughs> yeah um she 
so I grew up listening to her music and she started teaching me piano since I can remember and like taught me my first few chords on guitar. And then my, all my siblings are fairly musical as well. So my brother uh, was a drummer and he like taught me my first beats on the drums. And from there, I just, you know, I did take classical piano growing up, but outside of that, I'm kind of like self-taught on guitar and drums and all of that. Uh, but yes, that, that music has been a part of my life since I can remember. I started forming bands in like second grade. Nice. You were were recruiting people and and you're like, I was, let me show you how to do it. Kind of thing. Literally. (laughs) And then I I would host meetings and like kick people out and then invite new people in. I was a diva. (laughs) I love it. You were so ready to be a band leader already in second grade. I was. (laughs) <laughs> that's killer <Yeah. laughs> well that was one thing i noticed too is you it seems like each video you're playing some some kind of different instrument but it seems like you love the keytar and uh my, my last band they were constantly trying to get me to play a keytar i'm just not that good at at piano though they there was no i had no business doing it but is, sure. is that your is that your go-to or is guitar your go-to when when it's like this is where i really create um keytar was definitely a covid purchase (laughs) so (laughs) get that that, stimmy going yeah that one um i would say i feel least skilled on i'm like skilled on keys but keytar is a whole different beast uh but when it comes to like what where do i thrive it's i think it's guitar when it comes to writing uh i almost always start songs on guitar and then i'll translate it into keys but I think because guitar is most accessible, I tend to just play it right. the most. Yeah. When that that hits hits there too, where I was curious about like your creative process. Like for me, I I kind of do a mixture of things. I'm I'm regimented when it comes to writing, as far as like scheduling times and sitting down. Uh, I'm unregimented in in the idea of collecting ideas and what that looks like. But I'm curious for you, what does that process look like? Um, maybe even before you get to the guitar. Um, and then even as you're sitting with the guitar and creating these sounds and these songs that you're wanting to put out. Yeah, it's, it has been an evolving process. Um, but like looking back, I, I have realized that oftentimes I get ideas when I'm on a walk and I'll just like have some kind of riff going through my head or like, a phrase or something and so I I use my voice recording app all the time so like I'll just yes, be like oh I, I got I gotta app. like put this down <laughs> yeah so I'll like sing while I'm walking and I'm out of breath and it's like <laughs> and I'm like singing gibberish you know just <laughs> making sure I don't forget that idea and then and then I do have to it used to be way easier to just like sit down and play guitar but life just is so busy that I am finding that I have to like make myself sit down. Like I have to give myself time for writing. Um, And that's when I'll like pull up old voice recordings and see if anything is like still working for me uh, and like expand on those ideas with my guitar. Um, Or Another process that really has worked for me is 
I will just start demoing a song before it's even close to done. And so I start like laying down tracks or like finding some kind of beat. And then, and then I'll end up writing a full song. Like I'll demo a whole song that wasn't even, I like literally just had the start or something. And then by the end of the night, it's done. So it grows, it grows with every little part you start putting in essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I love vocal layering. Um, so oftentimes I feel like a lot of my demos start coming to life once I start incorporating like harmonies or little vocal ideas. And from there, it, yeah, then I, I don't know, lay down a guitar track and just see what happens. <laughs> and keep building and building. Now, when you're working with a band, are you coming in um, with, with like that fully demoed out track and, and then letting people kind of mess around with it? Or are you coming in with skeletons? I, I often like the process in my last bands where I'd, I'd come in with what I describe as like a skeleton. Like here's a skeleton of a song. Let's put meat and flesh on it. What does that process look like for you and working with a band? Yeah. Um, this has been the, the band that I have right now is for sure the most like, uh, consistent. I've had people back me up often throughout the years, but this is like, I feel like we are a band now. Um, and that has been weird because normally it was like me coming in with a full song, already sometimes having parts to it and just being like, play this. You, you and, were like the female version of Prince at this point. You're like, this is how the drum part goes. Yeah. Get it right. Okay. Get it okay. right. <laughs> <laughs> the diva never leaves. <laughs> no, now I feel like <laughs> um, I... I sometimes will come in with a full demo, but I am totally at this point, like this, these are just my ideas, but if you have a different idea, like, please, by all means, let's like explore this and see what happens. And the guys that play with me right now are so good at that. Like they've come up with parts I never could have, you know? And That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so it is, I am the one typically bringing some kind of skeleton of a song um but there have been a few times where we just start jamming on some chord progression and then we're like wait i like this and then then we start writing from there which that's like totally new for me but it's cool uh but yeah ebbs and flows i suppose (laughs) now how often are you singing uh with your sisters because like that like you said you grew up you know, singing with your siblings. I see some videos of you and your sisters getting around and singing um, together. Is that like, is that an informal thing or is that something you guys are, are really pushing there? That is pretty informal because um, unfortunately my oldest sister lives in Germany. So that, that'll hinder <laughs> band practice. That's, it that's does. Really <laughs> uh, my <laughs> other sister, she has played with my band before, like when I lived in Lawrence we were both living there, so she would harmonize and play keys for me. Um, but yeah, when it comes to like the three of us, it's normally just holidays or for COVID, we did like attempt singing parts and then I put them all together, um, nice. which was fun. But yeah, it's it's definitely informal. Maybe someday we'll all be in closer proximity. When you all move to Germany or she moves back here, one of the, one of the exactly. other, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, it sounds like you got something good out of COVID, right? You got this keytar and and yeah. learning that uh, you were doing the COVID covers, uh, which looked like that was a really cool adventure. Um, but I'm curious, you know, as I've talked to so many musicians, uh, our, a lot of our lives got severely disrupted like you know so many people but a lot of us making our living and and it's our passion (laughs) is to be out there performing live and it all gets shut down i'm curious what is something like internally that you feel like you got out of that time is there anything that you you're taking away like i'm sorry i'm I'm struggling forming the question but it's like is there anything you're taking away like i want to remember what i learned about myself or about the world around me as I move forward to this next step? Yeah, actually, I think I, I learned some really great things. Um, and one of, one of those in terms of uh, music and, or like writing was, I feel like lockdown gave me the space I had also, okay, so right before COVID, I had gone through a breakup and, and then lockdown happened and it was like, breakup and then lockdown. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's a double, (laughs) that's a double. I was like, oh boy, alone time. Okay. Um, but I felt like I had the space to find, to like write about things or care about things outside of like my own. I'm so I just like very easily you know write heartbreak songs or yeah it's so easy to write about about like love and relationships and now I'm like in this space where you know so many like social issues are also coming to light during this time and feel being in lockdown and like realizing how small we are (laughs) was like wow I have like all of this energy to give to things that are really important and um so like I was writing songs about things I've never really taken the time to write about before or like really Hmm. explore in that kind of a way which was really cool for me uh and I feel like that has it's still going like yeah writing about completely new things has been expanding the palette essentially Mm -hmm. from where you're you're pulling from in that regard is for you is it going down to like more universal ideas or is it specifically like after like social justice issues which obviously was a highlight of of 2020 as well where so many things got pushed to the forefront for us I definitely think it's like most of it was sparked by like social justice issues but from there just expanding into so many different areas and like processing my own self in that and and like you know coming from a lot of growing up with a lot of problematic views uh problematic i missed what you said problematic oh views like views or okay you know, I, gotcha. I i grew up in a very tunnel visioned like i was a pastor's kid of an evangelical church and i'm not trying to bash on anything but i recognize a lot of unfortunate you know ways views that you have growing up in that kind of an environment um well I, I come from I didn't grow up in that world but I actually as a teenager up until I was like 35 
I was mm-hmm. like inundated in that world and, and locked in a bubble of evangelicalism. I actually said it. It's such a hard word to say. I know. <laughs> and, uh, and in some regards, I feel like at 35, I escaped it. And and I, 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 I maybe I, I feel a little bit what you're saying of like there's these views, even things that five years after leaving that world, I'm still processing like, oh, oh, yeah, I didn't even realize this affected how I how I think about myself or how I treat other people around me. I don't know if that's the same kind of view. I can only imagine how how much harder it would be if you grow up in it and you're indoctrinated as a child. So, yeah, it's just it's like so much. It's it's given me so much time to reflect on, like, you know, so many aspects of my life. And uh, I think that's really important. I'm so glad like I had space to do that truly um yeah so I guess like yeah COVID it gave me more space to to do a lot of self-reflecting and and to like start it's kind of one of those things where it's like wow nothing matters that's not true but (laughs) there's like feelings like that where it's like nothing matters the world's ending how am I gonna live like um like how are you on how are you personally gonna like just enjoy your life or live your life yeah as opposed to worrying about all the outside influences yeah it's like if if this is the reality then I'm going to just try and have the best time that I can and be the best kind of person that I can be that's awesome that's Um, well that's definitely a good thing to take in into the next step of the world opening back up (laughs) for sure uh, do you feel like you've built any kind of systems or processes uh, to keep that um, that self-reflection going as, you know, life kind of comes back? Um, I, I just try to be conscious of like, I try to ask myself or do more check-ins with myself. Like, am I doing this because I want to do it? Or am I doing this because I feel the pressure of Hmm. someone else? Um, But that's like been a big thing for me personally. Um, Doing more check-ins. Yeah. And making sure, you know, I am prioritizing myself because for most of my life, I have tended to like, you know, please other people, which is not a fun not a fun way to live. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel you. I'm a people pleaser by nature, and yeah. uh, it's just been such a journey. And even to this day, of and I love what you're saying, like asking yourself, "Am I am I actually doing this because I enjoy it, because uh, I want to do it, or is, is it just because of some kind of social pressure I put on myself, or a relationship that I feel like could be hindered if I don't?" Um, right. Yeah, that's a. Yeah, at least it sounds like maybe you're a people pleaser as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> I definitely am. Oh yeah. And that that is such a important question. That's I don't know if you had a chance to listen to. I got to visit with Enrique uh, from the band Making Movies, and oh yeah, and he he is not naturally that way. And I was telling him <laughs> like one of the first pieces of advice he ever gave me when I. I met him. Uh, it started with fuck him. And, and it just went on from there. And I was like, I told him, I said, I needed that. I needed to hear like, yeah. like, fuck what they think. Go, go do, go do you go do what you're, you're wanting to do and wanting to build. And uh, yeah, it's, I try to, I try to glean that from, from people who have it naturally. Oh yeah. Definitely. Totally. I envy those people so hard. I'm like, how, how do I get there? Yes. <laughs> 
so much. So, well, and I know time is short, um, but I, there is, I have three more questions. And okay. one, I want to talk about uh, just even the reason that time is short. Like you're, you're a musician, you're a videographer, you do all these creative endeavors. Um, and, but you also like, you're, you're doing the side hustles as well. Like you're, you're a working musician. And like for, for me, I do music, I do this podcast. And then my wife and I run a commercial cleaning company. <laughs> it's kind of what okay. we do, uh, just to, to, just to keep things going. I shared with you where I was a landscaper for a while. Um, I'm curious, like what, what that looks like for you right now. Uh, what are the challenges and like, what are the joys really of maybe doing both of those things? Um, I would say uh, the challenge is money. <laughs> like if, yes. <laughs> if I could not work a full-time job, which I, you know, I was doing that for almost a year. I was doing freelance. Um, and what I was realizing basically like music is my, that's my goal. That's the thing that like, that gives me so much life. I want to do it full time if I can. I'm not there yet, but, um, and when I'm trying to do freelance video work as my main source of income, it's like, I have to give my energy into marketing that and promoting that. And like where I would rather be giving that kind of energy of like, I already have to market myself for music. So it was like, that was taking... <laughs> Doing freelance was taking away. Apart away. Yeah, it was like I couldn't give the proper energy that I wanted to to music. Um, so I was like, I just want to, you know, be able to work a job where I go, I work to pay bills, and then I come home and then I get to, like, you know, do the thing that I actually want to do. Right. Um, you can and, leave the job at home. You don't have to keep hustling it and building it and going. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I still am doing some freelance. So it's like ugh, time management is so hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> but eventually I'm going to find that happy medium. <laughs> As I think almost all band leaders and a lot of musicians could probably become project managers uh, effectively for most companies. Oh, yeah. If they wanted to because... <laughs> Yeah, the, the amount of things that often you have to juggle when you're living this real world of like trying to make it in the music industry. It's yeah, you yeah. You have, I know one guy who has like clipboards and he has like everything detailed out. Looks like almost like a presidential itinerary, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you are a badass. You're making it happen. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like if I really, I know I could do most things, uh, if I really gave the time, but. Right now, I'm like, I'm like actually hiring out friends for the first time to be like, can you do this thing That's for awesome. me? Because I just like, I don't have the energy. I don't have the time. So it is kind of a cool place to be able to like hire friends who are also really talented and doing their own thing. Um, of course, like my budget is limited, but I do. I understand the importance of that now and like I'm willing to work those things into my budget uh yeah yeah it's a well, that's, it's a process such a powerful lesson of learning how to manage your energy um you know i the different iterations of my own music career and there were yeah. so many times where i wasn't managing it well and i was chasing every single thing i could um what <laughs> felt like out of necessity maybe is that people pleasing thing i don't know um but yeah then if, if you finally get to the point 
where you need to execute really well, like your music piece, the thing that's your passion, mm -hmm. and you, you no longer have any gas left in the tank. And so right. that's cool that, that you're finding a way to make it work. Like, how do you pay the bills? How do you give yourself some peace <laughs> right. at the same time uh, pursuing your passion and building uh, this music thing? And and the reality is like right now you're in your car uh, in the middle, like because you got your full time gig, you know, going <laughs> and but making this happen in the middle of it. And I know some other folks I've had podcasts where they're like, hey, I'm dipping out for lunch and uh, let's do this podcast real quick, you know, and, yeah. and find ways finding ways to make it happen. So the last two questions, because again, I know you got to go as you're hustling. Uh, <laughs> the, the live and create uh, the theme of the podcast. Uh, I'm curious for you right now in your life, how would you define living a great life? Um, I think living a great life. Whew. I guess from my perspective is what's the word I want is acting on. So for me, like, you know, I have ideas constantly and I would, I would feel so unfulfilled if I did not grab those ideas and like run with them um, because life is short. And <laughs> uh, so, and that goes back to like living for yourself. I think, I think you do have to find this. If you can find, the happy medium of living selfishly and selflessly that that's a great life because oh we do God. have to care about more things than ourselves, but we also have to make sure we prioritize ourselves. And that's something I'm trying, you know, to find my happy medium with. That's awesome. Uh, I dig yeah. that. <laughs> it's like almost like that picture. It's, it can be a cliche, but where they tell parents, you know, in the event of like you're, when you're in an airplane and the oxygen mask comes down, the parent has to put the oxygen mask on first so they can actually not pass out before getting. Right. Away. And yeah, there's to me, there's a lot of power in that. And it's so easy to forget uh, yeah. how and maybe this ties in for you. It sounds like it might. Uh, but right now, how would you define creating great things? I think. Great. I mean, you know, great things is so uh, subjective. Subjective? Is that the word I wanted? <laughs> um, I would say if it gives you joy, then, then that's great. That's a great thing. Um, obviously, like I get so excited. Sometimes I'll make this a demo or something or some kind of piece of art. I don't know. And I am so excited about it that like, I want to show people just purely to show people and not, not necessarily because I want anything to come from it, but I'm just like so excited. And I feel like that, look, look, that it's feeling, thing. I made this thing, it's, it's this thing and I'm so excited and it's great. <laughs> and you might not think it is, but I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like for me, I, I think that's great. That's, if you're creating purely for the joy of creating and it gives you life, then that's great. That's a great thing. That's cool. Well, and it's funny because there's times where I'll, t I'll tell people I, I typically write in chunks. And so I'll just write song after song after song and just throw them in a file. And then I'll review them with other people and get feedback uh, from there. And there's a lot of songs that end up being in there where I'm like, 
this song's just kind of for me, you know? And, uh, yeah. but it's, it's funny where every once in a while it will be one that I thought was just for me, but then other people are like, no, no, that actually is, is a good one. Let's use that one. <laughs> so that those are always, uh, happy moments. Uh, yeah. so I, I feel you in that where it's like, yeah, I'm writing this. I, I want people to hear it, but I, I probably won't release it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, know one, I mean, to, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, it's like, uh, it is disappointing if you are so excited about something and then other people like don't get it. That's true. <laughs> but that, I'll acknowledge that. that. <laughs> <laughs> Think of the many times my last band would shoot down my ideas and I'd fight tooth and nail. And then I find out I was wrong later I know. or something like that. So <laughs> it's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I actually want to sneak in one more question if you got a moment. Yeah. Uh, just on the working musician because uh what i'm finding is i'm getting feedback is there's a lot of like probably like 20 somethings maybe a little little older uh musicians who are working musicians trying to figure out how to build uh like a, a life they enjoy but also build like something for themselves in the industry uh with with you making these decisions and and navigating the full-time work navigating incredible music and you're also putting out content like what is maybe one or two quick pieces of advice you would give an artist who's trying to figure those things out for themselves? Um, I, I feel like it is, it is worth to me, it's worth working a job you maybe aren't passionate about you, like even a part-time job um, to at least give yourself financial a little bit of financial freedom because if you always have these looming like I don't know I'm gonna pay the next bill or something because I'm trying to just you know do this music thing um just get a part-time job and do it for a little bit and like give yourself that freedom for a little bit nothing is permanent um I think that that's something I've learned at least it's like actually I I'm going to take this job and I know it's just going to be a job um, we don't, I don't think every job has to be something you are passionate about. I think a job can yeah. be a job. Um, so that's like a, a big piece of advice. And then also you, you have to accept that you have to like hustle. Um, it, if you want it to happen, you have to, you have to give yourself the time at least if not daily, like you have to make sure you did something in that week that is <laughs> like going towards the goal. <laughs> it's like you're you're not gonna just be like hanging out a bar and drinking and then stumble into like the manager who who blows your shit right. up, right? <laughs> yeah. Like keep keep or I don't know, grab any idea you have and just try to run with it. And hey, wasn't that the name of your band? Nice. You worked it <laughs> in. You worked my whole Whoa. band in. I love it. <laughs> you didn't even pay me to do that. <laughs> But now I have to, I guess. I, I don't know. know. But, <laughs> that's awesome. but yeah, run with your ideas. And um, if it flops, that's okay. But but just like, you know, join in the hustle. And if you really want it, you, you got to like work at it. That's awesome. So That's some real world advice right there. I love it. And you're doing it and living that out. And it's cool to see and excited for where things continue to go for you. So thanks for yeah, making the thank time. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much for having me.
It's a lovely conversation. Thank you for listening to the Live and Create podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe and leave a comment or a review. The Live and Create podcast.